You might have noticed the church feels a bit more full this evening. I see some chairs set up in the gathering space, but we know it's a Catholic church because these first few pews are still kind of empty. (laughs) God forbid we sit in the front, right? Uh, The reason it's so full, uh, in part to this being the best parish in town, is that we have 50 uh, people, 25 couples here this weekend, uh, spending the weekend with us, part of the pre-marriage seminar weekend. So they're interdispersed throughout uh, the church here this evening. They might have name tags on, that's why they have name tags. Um, so, so some of you know each um, couple preparing for marriage is required to attend a pre-marriage seminar weekend, and uh, St. Mary's is now hosting that. So nine times per year, we'll be hosting uh, about 25 to 30 couples uh, on Friday evening, all day Saturday, along with a team of married couples preparing them. And so they'll be with us uh, for Mass uh, nine times per per year. So welcome to all of our pre-marriage seminar guests with us this evening. For many of us, we should be used to it by now. Every year, sometime in mid-November, all of our readings from Scripture here at Mass take a very noticeable shift. We're in the final weeks of this liturgical church year, with the final Sunday of the church year being next Sunday, the Feast, the Solemnity of Christ the King, which means two weeks from now, Thanksgiving weekend, we celebrate a new year with the first Sunday of Advent. But during these last weeks of the church year, the Mass readings offer us, in many ways, everyone, some of the most challenging texts in all of Scripture. Because there's these very strong and clear references to something we don't always like talking or thinking about. These strong references to the end of the world and the second coming of Christ. My question every year in November is, why? Like, why is it that the end of this church year, the scripture readings take this noticeable shift toward end of times type things? And I suppose the best answer to the question why is this simple. Because this is what Jesus did. Because this is how Jesus spoke. Towards the end of his public ministry, These are the things he started to say. And so in our church year, we're trying to, in a sense, imitate what our own Lord was doing in the end of his public ministry. So these words we hear Jesus speak, everyone, are not my words. They're his words. He's the one that's talking about wars and insurrections and earthquakes and famines and plagues. These are are his words and nobody else's. But notice in tonight's gospel, when Jesus is talking about some really dark things, when he's talking about wars and insurrections, earthquakes, famines, and plagues, when he's talking about these dark things, notice what he said it will lead his disciples to do. It will lead you to what? To giving testimony. To giving witness. That then begs the question, Witness to what? Testimony to whom? He's saying that all these terrible things that someday might happen will lead you to giving testimony to one person, namely to him. 
But I don't want to say that in some kind of generic sense that we're supposed to give testimony to God in the course of great trials. I want to provide something a bit more concrete. What specifically are you and I supposed to give testimony or witness to? To the promises that Jesus has made. And I want to highlight one promise he makes and one promise he doesn't make. The promise he doesn't make first. Jesus never promises to his disciples anytime, anywhere in Scripture that life will be easy. Jesus never once promises that the cross won't be present. Jesus never once promises that suffering will somehow be mitigated. He never makes that promise. And oftentimes we think, oh, what is going on here? Look at this very real, very raw suffering that I'm going through. Jesus never said that would not happen. It's not a promise he makes. But he does make a promise that he will be with us always. That's a promise he makes. That in the midst of suffering, in the midst of the cross, in the midst of darkness and wars and insurrections and earthquakes and famines and plagues, I will be with you. That is a promise that we can testify to. That is a promise that we can give witness to because that is a promise that he has made to you.